0: Lillian, I've got a question for you. All right, what's up? Let's say that you were a judge. Okay. You're presiding over a case in which a person, like, very definitely killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, a serial killer, one might say. One who kills serially.
1: Yes, I got it.
0: What kind of punishment would you sentence this serial killer to?
1: Ooh, can I actually, like, pick options, or does this have to be fictional, like banished to a dungeon. Whatever you want. This is
0: this is all this is all you, Lillian.
1: I don't know. Maybe he could be like smacked and spat on by all the families, every member for as long as the generations go on.
0: The, Constantly,
1: wall and chains. All
0: right, let's let's work through this. Just the logistics <laughs> of it. Do we do we put him in the town square so he can be smacked around no, and spat he's in on? In
1: dungeon, I mentioned that. He's before. in the dungeon, so mm-hmm.
0: families have to come to the dungeon to yeah, smack him. Yeah, but it's
1: him. real easy to get out there. Don't worry.
0: But what you're advocating is life in prison and also slapping. And spitting. And spinning. Yes. Welcome to Big Time Whoopsies. My name is Eric McAdams and this is a podcast about incompetence. Each week, I tell you, the listener, and a friend of mine, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Today, I've got my friend Lillian on the podcast. Say hi, Lillian. Hello. (laughs) Lillian is a character in a Disney cartoon, (laughs) as you could probably tell from that last word.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, listeners, you shouldn't be confused. I know I had someone named Lily on this podcast
1: no this, relation i promise yeah
0: lily is literally related to me mm-hmm. this person is not i've never seen her before in my life
1: nope I, wa- I just stumbled in earlier
0: she's holding me at gunpoint and is forcing me to do this podcast with her
1: mm-hmm. she killed
0: my friend that i was originally going to do this podcast i with.
1: needed some more friends it's fine
0: you needed some more <laughs>
1: friends yeah Well, I'm holding you at gunpoint. We're friends now.
0: That's how it works?
1: Yeah. Didn't you know that? First there
0: was Tinder, and now there's gunpoints.
1: Actually, it was gunpoints, and then Tinder, and then Tinder ended in some gunpoints. I feel
0: like like there are going to be tech bros one day who like, these tech bros have hacked a way to make people do (laughs) things for you. It's called holding them at gunpoint. It's the new app Mm -hmm. from Silicon Valley. (laughs) That's going to happen, too. Like, 20 years from now, like going to happen. They've already tried to reinvent bodegas. What and, else is there? And
1: now it's recorded so you have proof that you came up with I it I called first. the shot yeah.
0: and frankly they're going to have to pay me royalties because that's how the law works.
1: Because they're all going to listen to this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're going to steal my idea and I'm going to sue them for a billion dollars.
1: you got to trademark it fast then.
0: Finally my meal ticket.
1: <laughs> this art form is not enough.
0: Mm. No, <laughs> This art form makes negative money actually. <laughs> Funny about <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: Okay, tell me your story.
0: Well, it's less a story this time and more a listicle.
1: Okay, what does that mean?
0: What we're going to do is, you remember how I asked you, like, way back when, a million years ago, what you would do if you were prosecuting a serial killer in Mm -hmm. a a trial?
1: Yeah, they'd go straight to the dungeon, continue. And
0: get spit on and slapped on, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, from that time a long time ago. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a list of serial killers. Fun.
1: Fun. I enjoy this topic.
0: And specifically, we're going to go through a list of serial killers who uh, maybe got lighter sentences than they should have gotten because they were serial killers.
1: Oh, good. It's like a real life criminal minds.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We have to do give a little background there. What's the background? Tell me about criminal minds.
1: I love criminal minds. It's kind of, you know, the garbage, stereotypical cop show that everyone loves. And they I have...
0: don't.
1: Okay, well, everyone who has a soul loves. Yeah. And Thank you for Moore. amending
0: this to be accurate.
1: <laughs> Shamar Moore is in it, and he's just fun to look at. Sorry, what's his name? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Shamar Moore.
0: Oh, man. Pronunciation of names is going to be something in this episode. Oh, good. We go to Eastern Europe, and I am just like a fish out of water <laughs> when it comes to pronouncing <laughs> uh, Eastern European names.
1: Their, their descendants will call you and then correct you, I'm sure.
0: God, I hope so.
1: That would be pretty cool, right?
0: So tell me about Shamar Moore.
1: He's beautiful, and mm-hmm. he he left pretty early. Not early, like season ten. But there's still going. Season <laughs> ten. What? Gotten, I'm on. I'm Netflix season nine at this point, so he's
0: still there. But Holy moly! How many more seasons are there after season ten?
1: I know there's an eleven for sure. I think there's twelve. Why do you watch this? Because it's fun. Is it? It is.
0: Isn't it just people killing people and then? Not like, always. It's the not magical always detectives come in and go like. You did it! I'm perfect!
1: Mm-hmm. But they use your own mind to, to find you, because that's what they do.
0: Fun fact, listeners. In real life, this never works. <laughs> Less, I don't know the percentages, but a very small percentages of crimes actually go solved. Yeah. And most serial killers are caught, are caught because they, like, parked wrong or something.
1: That makes sense. They mm-hmm. have an old show called Cold Case for the ones that never worked out.
0: Yeah. So, specifically... We're going to look at serial killers who got off because they were rich, had family connections, or were nobility.
1: Ooh, fun. Right? Yeah.
0: So, uh, have you ever watched The Jinx? I
1: have not. I actually don't know what that is. The
0: Jinx is a documentary series from a couple years back that literally deals with a modern-day equivalent of this. A guy named Robert Durst killed, like, pretty definitely killed three people. Okay. First his wife, then his best friend, and then his neighbor. This was years apart, and each time he was either uh, never arrested for it, um, despite being suspected of doing it by friends and family, or he was arrested and then acquitted of murder. Like, well, for instance... double jeopardy. <laughs> so, he evaded arrest and conviction for decades. Um, a lack of evidence against him was part of what led him to not be Did suspected in the, the first two. I don't think they ever found the body of his wife. They definitely found the body of his friend because uh, she was uh, executed in her home, like with a gun, and left there.
1: Okay. Well, you could do a little better at
0: hiding that. Yeah. Uh, However... His his neighbor went missing as well, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have found the body except then uh, parts of his body started popping up in a nearby river.
1: Oh my gosh! Do better. Literally, watch crime shows, learn what not to do, and then well, do that. remember
0: his first try. He did it perfectly. They never found her.
1: Fair, okay.
0: Yeah, but I'm glad that you're cast- <laughs> you're castigating this person <laughs> for not hiding the body well. No, like that's what you're getting upset about. So far. I
1: am. I'm very upset with it. Chalk
0: one up for Lillian getting mad at murderers <laughs> for not being good at murdering.
1: There's so many examples out there. Learn.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing. We don't want them to be good at murdering.
1: Or we just don't want them to murder. That's really that what too. You be but like, on.
0: if they're gonna murder, I'd rather they were bad at it than good at it.
1: Fair. Okay. Continue with the story. All
0: right. Durst says he got into a fight with his neighbor, whose name was Morris Black. He got into a fight and shot him with his own gun. Morris Black was known as a cranky loner. He had a, he drew the gun on Durst. They fell to the ground, and during the struggle, the gun went off in Black's face.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. However, Black's head was never found, so <laughs> prosecutors could not contradict his story, and there was very little evidence that could contradict his story. One thing that is interesting, though, mm-hmm. is that Durst admitted to dismembering Black and then dumping him in a river.
1: I'm pretty sure that's a different crime all on its own.
0: Which is like, huh, that doesn't seem like someone who just shot someone by accident, does it?
1: Yeah, no. It kind of mean...
0: seems like someone who's done this before.
1: <laughs> but we, no double jeopardy, man. If he started with his wife, he is proven innocent from before.
0: I, I'm, yes. At the same time, you'd think that the that the prosecutors would be able to use this to be like, hey... Dismembering someone's body and dumping the pieces is not the activity of someone who just happened to do something in self-defense.
1: Yeah, no. Makes sense.
0: He was convicted of tampering with evidence, but not murder. That's it? Yep. Served, like, two years max for that.
1: And not in, like, a super high security thing, I'm sure. No. No.
0: Because he's rich and there wasn't a ton of evidence.
1: Mm -hmm. Of course, Wait, wait. Pause. What year was this?
0: 2006. Okay. Maybe 2004 when the actual trial happened.
1: Okay, continue.
0: I think he he got out of jail in 2006. uh, And then he was arrested again. And he was actually arrested on firearms charges the day the last (laughs) episode of The Jinx came out. Which is the documentary series, which was a fun bit of, like, real life coinciding with art there. Okay. I think he's still serving a prison sentence for the firearms Mm -hmm. stuff. But that's the only thing (laughs) he's in jail for right now is... Illegal possession of firearms, along with a controlled substance. He was found in a car with two guns, $37,000 in cash, and marijuana. See, Robert Durst was the son of a real estate mogul. And that's part of why he kept getting out of these things, because he had really good lawyers, Mm because he was super fucking rich.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can have just $37,000 in cash, you can get away with anything. Yeah, just for funsies. Yeah. Just for,
0: like, for whatever.
1: Life goals is to have. Just emergency cash. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Life goals is to have...
1: Uh, I was just going to say, like, thousands of dollars in cash.
0: Oh, not guns and marijuana and no, also no, a I'm history okay of killing that. people? No, no. Okay. Well, I guess that's all right, then. So that's the first one. I'm not going to go more in-depth to that because you should just watch The Jinx. It's a very good documentary series.
1: All right. All right, kids. Let's watch The Jinx.
0: So that's Robert Durst. Next, we're going to talk about a man named Bill. Okay. Bill Longley, also known as Wild Bill Longley, was a gunfighter in the Old West. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going back in time now.
1: Switching things up. I like it. Mm-hmm.
0: He was born in 1841. He was supposedly an excellent quick draw fighter. He used a pair of dance 44 pistols to win battles. Except he's less from like actual historical records. He's less of a like gunfighter than he is just a serial killer <laughs> because he has a lot of recorded victims. Um, he's known of ki- he's known to have killed at least half a dozen men. And one of those returned fire. Oh. The others were either unarmed or he just fired at them before okay. they could react.
1: So it's not a good old-fashioned duel.
0: No, it's like blowing motherfuckers away with a shotgun. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, yeah.
0: It's not... <laughs> it's not like he was some, like, vicious, honorable gunfighter. Not fighter.
1: the 3-2-1, pull he was, out. he was
0: more like robbing someone than they looked like they were giving him trouble, so he just shot them in the face.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the Old West. Wild West.
0: Yeah. Here's the fun part. He was finally arrested and convicted of killing his white childhood best friend with a shotgun. You might think it's weird that I mentioned that he's white. hmm This is because when he was arrested, he said that he had killed over 30 Hispanic and black people in oh, his life. Oh, but that
1: didn't matter, clearly.
0: But no one had ever seen him do it, I guess, or no one had ever... Gone after him for it because lawmakers did not care about anyone but white people in these times.
1: Oh, good. So he just the one white friend. That's all that mattered.
0: A guy named Wilson Anderson. They got into a into like a dispute. Longley's uncle said that he should kill him because he had some grudge against him, and Longley ended up shooting him with a shotgun.
1: Family feuds were huge back then. Or yeah, here.
0: yeah. And here's and that's this is where the family thing comes back into play. He. At one point, got arrested for killing a freed slave. This is this is after he already had a history of killing black people because it is it is actually known that he shot a man named Green Evans who was black uh, while trying to rob him. He shot him several times while he was fleeing, like in the back.
1: Oh, hmm.
0: yeah. And fun fact, he was wanted for that, but he was still able to join the cavalry of the United States Army <laughs> despite being wanted for killing a person.
1: Wait. I'm pretty sure in the Civil War Medicine Museum in Frederick, I don't know if you've ever been there. I have not. Love it. Downtown Frederick has a little museum that you can go to. They have like a little box thing that opens on the wall to let you know if like, if you can't see out of your left eye, you could still be in the army. But if you can't see out of your right eye, you had to, you were discharged. I'm pretty sure convicted felon was uh, discharged from the army.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. He didn't tell them.
1: Oh, and there were not as good records. And
0: he had never yeah. been arrested, so he wasn't convicted, technically. Okay. He was just, he just had a $1,000 bounty on his head.
1: It was a lot back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so at another point, after he served two years in the army and then deserted, um, <laughs> he was noted for his excellent marksmanship. Isn't that nice for Bill? Well, good for him. There is at least one account of him being arrested over killing a freed slave but then being let loose because his family bribed the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And this is after the, sh- the sheriff was only bringing him in for the bounty. Okay. Like, that was, the, that was his motivating factor. He was like, well, shoot, you killed a person, but, like, I'm done trying to get paid here. <laughs> $1,000 is a lot for the old missus. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: Uh, and then <clears throat> it seemed like the bounty wasn't going to be coming his way for some reason. And so members of the Longley family came like, hey, we'll pay you a little bit less to just let him out. (laughs) And so he did. And he got to keep on going. He claims to have killed over 30 Hispanic and black men before he was hanged for the killing of one white man.
1: Oh, boy. He is the worst kind of serial killer. He really is. That's just terrible. What's the
0: worst kind of serial killer? What do you mean there? (laughs) I don't
1: really. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's (laughs) the worst way you could go with that. Like, no one cares except for when it's one white person. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's the worst kind of society, rather.
0: Yes, thank you. That's what we were going for. Uh, you got there eventually.
1: <laughs> I'm a little slow, sorry.
0: You're doing fine. I am not. How are you feeling?
1: Nice and sick still, but I'm getting better.
0: <laughs> we're two murderers in. What's your emotional state? How are we feeling? Take Oh, my through.
1: emotional state is totally fine. We all, we discussed this before that I watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. So... Pretty used to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, what's like an average murder on Criminal Minds? Describe like the average middle of the road murder on Criminal Minds.
1: I don't know. Sometimes they're kinda boring, not gonna lie. (laughs) There are ones where
0: What's a boring murder? No, please, Lily.
1: (laughs) Um, usually it's like they're stalking the person for a little while. You're like, oh no, are they gonna get them? And then usually the the team swoops in before they get the person they want, even if they've murdered other people in the past. Mm. That's like, oh, it's fictional, so it's okay, but you probably should have just died. That's not what I
0: asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like asked this... what's a boring murder. You just described a not murder.
1: Okay, but they murdered other people trying to get that person.
0: Ah, those other murders were boring because it's yeah, just a it's stalker, just a, like, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not, not as interesting as some of them. Some of them will get you. Love the show, though.
0: Should we move farther back in time? Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to 1560. Ooh. In Hungary.
1: Are there vampires involved, or is that?
0: It's funny you should mention it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. She was born in 1560. She was a well-educated noblewoman. She uh, married. She was from a noble house. She married into another mo- uh, noble house. Uh, she was betrothed before she was a teenager. Ugh. She, was, she wasn't married before she was a teenager. I think that happened when she was like 14 or something.
1: Oh, so old.
0: I know. She was betrothed sometime when she was like ten or eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. So she knew who she was going to marry early. Uh, she, her wedding present from her husband was a castle. Uh, I would like that. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> which part? The
1: castle got the really not part? the betrothed
0: at yeah. eleven part. Uh-oh. I'm shocked. She's given her husband's castle, which is called uh, Chaktika Castle. Chaktika Castle. Good lord. It's in Hungary. I can't pronounce these things. Erzabet or Elizabeth. Would you prefer Erzabet or Elizabeth? I like Erzabet.
1: Erzabet? Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's a cooler name, isn't it? Erzibet stays in the castle while her husband goes off to war. He comes back alive, but he eventually becomes sick and dies in 1604. So she's 44 by this time.
1: Okay, so they've had kind of a life together.
0: Yeah, they they were married for over 20 years by this point. Um, he... Kind of left her alone for a long time because he was at war for a while and so she just kind of had to
1: man the castle, be in
0: the castle by herself. He dies of his illness in 1604 and he entrusts the estates of his widow and his heirs to a man named Gheorghi Thurzo.
1: Good old Gheorghi. Gheorghi.
0: Again, sorry if I'm pronouncing it <laughs> wrong. I just, i like, I've got no idea. I'm just a shot in the dark. I'm like a baby, a tiny baby. Around this time. Are you okay there, Lillian? Yeah. Okay. It's okay to laugh, you know, <laughs> in this podcast. We encourage it, actually.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I've been doing that a lot in the background. That's
0: good. Around this time, rumors begin to circulate about the castle and specifically the Countess, Erzabet.
1: Mm hmm.
0: This is uh, where she starts to earn the nickname the Blood Countess. Ooh. Girls in town have been disappearing for the last couple years okay sometimes they were brought to the castle to learn courtly etiquette other times there are reports that they were abducted from their homes other times passers-by would just kind of be stolen she had apparently a lot of different means of getting young women into her castle
1: why only women i don't know i'm sure men went missing too but it wasn't as big of a deal
0: i think by all accounts it was women for her
1: Okay, maybe their blood tasted better for vampires. It's I don't the only know. kind
0: of victim that was ever uh, mentioned, yeah. This goes on for years. <laughs> Rumors start in 1604. It's not until 1610 that an investigation starts.
1: They had her. to be sure.
0: Yeah. And part of why it took so long is the guy who uh, finally orders the investigation guess who it is? Georgi Georgi Thorzo is in charge <laughs> of ordering the investigation. So weird how like the person who's like estate he was mm-hmm. managing and probably making money off of. Yeah. F- weird how it took him a while to get going on like investigating the accounts of abductions and murder.
1: Yeah. Well, I wonder if he had anything to gain from her losing the castle. Mm. mm.
0: The answer's no, oh. but I'll tell you why later. Local peasants talked to his notaries, the people that he sent out to investigate. Local peasants basically went like, yeah, Girls keep disappearing. And then peasants and servants from the castle were like, yeah, we keep putting bodies in the cemetery that have evidence of torture on them. When notaries, fi- when notaries made it to the castle, they investigated the castle itself, found two dead girls in the castle, plus more that were locked up in the castle. So like, that were alive. There are reports that they uh, caught her red-handed and covered with blood. Okay. Like the countess. This is probably fictionalized. They almost certainly did not. Okay. Because, like, she would have figured out to, like, not be covered in blood when investigators came by, probably.
1: I mean, unless they came by surprise.
0: Yeah. So they arrest her, weirdly. Mm. She goes on trial. 300 witnesses show up for the trial. (laughs) 300 local peasants and other people go like, Yeah! I heard all about this. Or, I saw these bodies. Or, yeah... If she, they were a servant of hers, yeah, we were killing them.
1: But that means she wasn't killing them.
0: No, she was. Oh. She was the leader of it. The women who were brought to the castle were burned, mutilated, bitten, frozen, and sometimes starved. Uh, a popular thing for her to do was to either bite the flesh off their face or to uh, burn them with hot tongs and then dunk them into freezing water. Yeah, it was kind of terrible. Or just starve them to death sometimes.
1: Okay, so she was crazy. She She, was a crazy vampire. She had
0: a lot of free time. (laughs) And she didn't find a productive outlet, Lillian.
1: She could have tried crocheting. She
0: could have, or embroidery. That's a big thing for women at this time period. I just... She didn't, though. She killed people. Yeah. So I need to make a quick disclaimer. she did
1: get creative with how she killed
0: them. She was awfully creative. Yeah. (laughs) a lot of different methods. There was one... A report that might have been fictionalized. Take take a lot of this with a grain with a grain of salt. There was one report that she would uh, slather honey on the girls and then put live ants on them.
1: Oh no. Mm. No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to make a quick disclaimer here. The official record is that eighty people died in the castle. Eighty. Okay. Servants that like were accused of being her accomplice said put the number at more like thirty six or thirty seven. Oh. And one servant girl said it was six hundred and fifty.
1: Okay, I feel like dead. she wanted attention.
0: Yeah, and I have to say something about the the records at the time, uh, especially Germanic records of serial killers around this time, and especially like the late sixteenth uh, century and early seventeenth century. There's a lot of exaggeration, mm-hmm. like, and they would occasionally make up serial killers for like stories. Like there's a there was a supposed serial killer named uh, Christman Gennet Pertenga. Which, like, obviously, that's a fake name.
1: It's a mouthful.
0: In, like, Germany in the 16th century. Yeah, it's a... Gennepertenga? <laughs> Gennepertenga? Are you kidding? That's fake. <laughs> obviously. He was said to have killed over 900 people.
1: No one would notice yeah, that. Yeah, like... Not at all.
0: Like, 900 people would have been enough to, like, wipe out half the countryside. Like...
1: Get a they... good town in there.
0: Yeah, or, like, there were, there were were there were two dominant things. Like, they were either, like, monsters or werewolves... Or uh, just robber killers. Like, they just went on... They robbed so many people and killed them during it. They just... They killed 600 people. hmm So, Elizabeth Bathory did not kill 600 people. That almost certainly did not happen. I can't be sure, obviously. But, like... Come on. <laughs> this happens th- so frequently. So frequently in this time. Like, the number gets exaggerated so high. Like, oh, his victims were in the hundreds! And like serial killers, even today, do this. And like literally, I believe them more because they're around more people. Yeah. In general. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, here. Okay. For an ad. Okay. For another show on the Major <laughs> Cast Network, I believe, uh, this ad will be for the Filmographers, which is a, which is the newest show on the Major Cast Network, in which Lenny Burnham and Katie Wright go through the entire filmography of an actor and tell you what's good and what's not.
1: Ooh, that sounds interesting.
0: I think so too. I've listened to both the episodes that are out already. <laughs> And there should be a new episode By the time this episode comes out
1: I will listen to it by then So you should too Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor But then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time Well our time is worth nothing I'm Katie and I'm Lenny And together we host the Filmographers Every month we pick an actor And watch everything they've done Then we report back to you so you know Everything to decide if it's worth your time so check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.
0: New episodes, the first week of every month. So we've talked about, uh, God. <laughs> we've talked about Robert Durst. We've talked about Bill Longley. And we've talked about Elizabeth Bathory. We have. We've got two more to go.
1: Oh, cool. Are they going back in time even further?
0: No. We're we're gonna go contemporary and then we're gonna go back to more modern times.
1: Alright, let's do that. Contemporary
0: not contemporary now. Contemporary of Ergebot Bathory. Oh,
1: okay. <coughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna talk about La Quintrala.
1: Ooh, where is he or she from?
0: La Quintrala was born Catalina de los Rios y Disperger. She was born in sixteen oh four in Santiago, Chile. Okay. Catalina was better known as La Quintrala because of her long, reddish hair.
1: Wait, translate that for me.
0: La Quintrala is just based on a, a flower in Chile called Quintral. That's all it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, long red hair because of the, the, the similarity to the flower and also because she was supposed to be very pretty.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you make fun of how I talk.
0: No, you kind of were like, okay. <laughs> Like, I bet she's not really that pretty. Like, whatever. No,
1: I bet she was a beautiful, red-headed woman from Chile.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: as far as we've no got No
0: reactions other than that? All right. I'm
1: curious.
0: She was a Chilean aristocrat and landowner. She very quickly became known for her relish when punishing slaves.
1: Mm. Not ideal.
0: Really? You don't think so? No. Interesting choice. Why? <laughs> Take me through that uh, that ethical quandary.
1: Nah, uh, I think there are plenty of like articles that can go teach you about that.
0: <laughs> you're not gonna You're not gonna give us an opinion here about why slavery? I'm pretty and sure that that's, is that's
1: pretty commonplace that it's awful. So continue with your story. <laughs> okay, <all laughs> we right. only have so much time in the podcast. You don't need me to rant.
0: Yeah, it ends at an hour. That's it. That no is more. It. So, because she was beautiful and also mean, naturally a lot of fake stories circulate about her because there is no attractive woman in history who is, like, the least bit uh, confident or assertive that doesn't have, like, ridiculous stories attached to her.
1: I've never really thought about that, but okay.
0: Well, like, Elizabeth Bathory supposedly had a child when she was 13, before she married this other guy. Ooh,
1: scandal. That
0: scandal. Ch- yeah, and the child was, like, secreted away, only there's no evidence this ever happened, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's clearly just because she was evil, and therefore she must also be slutty.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: There's a lot of slut-shaming in this kind of stuff. I came uh. across a lot of it while I was researching this. La Quintrava is no different. For instance, she there's one about how she killed a cowboy after going on a date with him, <laughs> only the cowboy's never named, and apparently she killed him in front of everyone, and yet...
1: No one no, cared.
0: Yeah, except the, the guy doesn't have a name, and no one brought her to trial. Like what?
1: Yeah, that's a little didn't shady. happen.
0: <laughs> <is> what that <laughs> it didn't happen? It's someone going like, "Oh, I heard she killed a guy after a date." I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds right." <laughs>
1: yeah, it's definitely believable. God.
0: Or how she once removed a statue of a crucified Jesus because she thought it looked at her cleavage.
1: Uh. Okay.
0: <laughs> Another probably fake one because, like, she's not stupid. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't, she's not going to remove a statue of Jesus because it looked at her cleavage. What are you talking about, dudes of the 17th century?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. I just, I don't know how to react to that one. That one was a little (laughs) out of left field.
0: Right? There are all these, like, weird stories about, and, like, and I talked about this on the one with Carson, like, Catherine the Great, the very powerful ruler of mm-hmm. Russia, rumored to have had sex with a horse. Didn't happen. Yeah. It's just because she was a powerful woman who had sex sometimes. And so somebody went like, I bet she had sex with a horse.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm still stuck on the Jesus one. That's not.
0: <laughs> not not the killing of a cowboy? The No. One, <laughs> the one that's really getting you is the fact that she removed a statue one time.
1: Because a statue looked at her cleavage. It's well, obvious.
0: By all accounts, it was very nice cleavage. That's literally included in some of the historical references that I read.
1: I can't. It just can't. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was also known for killing and torturing peasants and slaves because alongside having servants, she also was a landowner and she kind of became a landlord at one point in Santiago and she was notoriously cruel to the people that lived there.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, except she never went to trial. (laughs) Because she apparently was wealthy enough and connected enough that she was connected to specifically an influential judge in Santiago and thus never faced any penalty at all for anything she did ever.
1: It's all about connections, I guess.
0: She died at the age of 61, free and in a building that she owned, albeit hated by everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. She also told a nearby church that they had to conduct twenty thousand masses for her soul in the future. That was her last, like, dying wish: conduct twenty thousand. So they have like an annual mass for her.
1: Oh, seriously? Yeah. But if if she died and she was hated, what's the point?
0: I have no idea.
1: They're gonna. She's. This gonna might not them. be true.
0: None of this might be true about Tala. She seems kind of ahistorical. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man.
1: I don't know what to think.
0: (laughs) Catalina. She was a card.
1: I think her story is the one that's getting me the most, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I just, I don't know. It's boggling my mind. I just...
0: (laughs) You you gotta put it into words. This is a podcast. It's an auditory medium.
1: That is true. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, I can't believe any of it. The other stuff was like, yeah, people are terrible. They thought they were vampires back in the day.
0: Oh, uh i forgot to mention you said the thing about vampires part of why i said like well guess what the whole thing about her being the blood countess and like eating Mm -hmm. people did actually contribute to the legend of dracula
1: that's pretty cool like folklore is awesome
0: i mean okay this specific folklore centers on her killing dozens of people this
1: one was real that's not not so great (laughs) um i'd rather go for the mythical (laughs) Is that listening? all it takes? Like, I
0: just have to remind you that it's, like, not fictional.
1: No. You're like,
0: oh, gosh, that's right. That Died. is pretty sad.
1: I still... Oh. Wait, what was her, the uh, Chilean woman? La Quintrada. I can't. Catalina. Catalina. I'm going to forget that in two seconds.
0: Catalina de los Rios.
1: Catalina de los Rios. Sure. Is my favorite serial killer in that nothing is believable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Favorite one. The and best I hope, one. I
1: hope that she haunts that church because they don't put on the 20,000 masses. Yeah. Because why would you do that after someone well, and died?
0: I, they say that it's an annual mass that they hold. So, like, are they planning to do it for 20,000 years?
1: Yes. Yes, they are. Like, what? I don't know. She was very specific, so. I hope it,
0: like, falls down and just gets turned into, like, a dance hall.
1: What, what kind of dancing?
0: Uh, in Chile? Yeah. Usually, from my experience, it was dancing to pop songs from five years ago from America.
1: I got some... I don't know, like Rihanna. I don't know. I don't do music either.
0: Mm, nice. Well, I have been to Chilean clubs. <laughs> and I can say that what from what I... This was a couple years ago, so maybe their tastes have changed. It's that they listen to old pop songs when they're in the club and dancing. Mm-hmm. And they listen to Nirvana when they're by themselves.
1: I think I would definitely prefer the Nirvana.
0: I wouldn't. I don't like Nirvana. That's a hot take. I don't like Nirvana. <laughs> I think Kurt Cobain is not fun to listen to.
1: You're going to have to write him hate mail now, everyone listening.
0: God, I'd welcome it.
1: <laughs>
0: Do it. Fucking blast me. I don't care. Get him. Comment on the video about how I'm wrong about Nirvana not being great. The video? I know. Sorry. Comment on the podcast.
1: You were just telling me that it's an auditory medium, blah, blah, blah. You need to remember yourself. You done? Yeah.
0: Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. She died in 1665, and we're going to move back up to World War II, or just before World War II, I should say. What country? Japan. Okay. Yeah, but Japan during World War II. Not exactly a, not a difficult topic. No, not, not fraud at all. all. Uh, I mentioned this man in a previous episode of Big Time Whoopsies. His name is Prince Asaka, Prince Yasuhiko Asaka.
1: I don't. I don't recognize the name.
0: Well. I mention him because he was a commanding officer at the time in China in 1937. Okay. He was born in 1887. Prince Yasuhiko Asaka (laughs) belonged to one of the oldest branches of the Japanese imperial family. Like most imperial princes of the era, he joined the military because that's all anyone in Japan wanted to do at this time because they were ultra-nationalist. The entire nation was like, yes, conquer more! We want more military victories! You should listen to episode 7, The God of Operations, if you want to know more. I will. About Japan during World War II. He rose to the ranks due to his connections to both the emperor and also to the right-wing factions of the military. The military was already super fucking right-wing. He was also connected to the more right-wing elements of the military, which just, you know, speaks great for his character. (laughs) Japan captured Shanghai in 1937. The island of Nanjing was next. In In relation to this specific incident, it is referred to as Nanking. The general in charge of the invasion fell ill, so Asaka stepped up and became the commanding officer. While the army was in the process of capturing Nanking, Asaka allegedly gave an order to kill all captives. This order is sometimes cited as a reason why the treatment of unarmed Chinese prisoners and Chinese non-combatants, as in just innocent bystanders, was so horrible during this time. The incident was later referred to as the rape of Nanking, Because over 20,000 women were raped during this invasion, along with anywhere from 50,000 to 300,000 people being killed. This ranged from the elderly, to children, to women, to men, to combatants, to prisoners of war. And Prince Asaka presided over nearly all of it.
1: Oh, so he is a garbage human then.
0: There is some speculation that it wasn't actually him that sent out the order to kill all captives, that he had a subordinate named Isamu Cho, who was the actual right-wing one, but at the same time, it was happening under his command, and he could have stopped it.
1: hmm
0: Like, even if he wasn't directly responsible, which he could have been. Yeah, sorry. After the war, which, spoiler alert, Japan loses. <laughs> that gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> to the camera to the, camera, the microphone. Uh, Gotta keep cheating that way, otherwise we won't hear you.
1: Yeah, sorry, guys. Doing, oh. doing my best oh, here. we hear
0: those dulcet tones.
1: <laughs> that was a bad joke. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which one?
0: <laughs> they were both bad.
1: I'm still the Japan one.
0: Thanks for the history
1: lesson, kid. That was... Spoiler? <laughs>
0: yeah. was a great joke. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I defend that joke 100%. I've made it before.
1: Oh, gosh. And you will make it again. <laughs> Probably.
0: So after the war, which Japan loses, General Douglas MacArthur supported the Japanese imperial family for political reasons. They were trying to promote some stability and allyship between them and Japan, so they supported the imperial family because of this... Asaka was never tried for his role in the massacre.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Instead, his punishment was that he was stripped of his imperial rank. That's it. For the remainder of Asaka's life, he lived as an ordinary citizen, he built golf courses, and just kind of had a family.
1: Okay, so speaking of that initial dungeon question, I'm pretty sure he really should have been... The first one to get any sort of like crazy punishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh.
0: And this happened in 1945
1: when Uh. the war ended. Like, that's it. Uh.
0: He became a Roman Catholic and lived to the age of 93.
1: That's so upsetting.
0: That means that Prince Asaka did not die until 1981. So for almost 40 years after the war ended, the guy who presided over the Nanking Massacre was just kind of living his life.
1: There's some real issues in this world. That is one of them.
0: <laughs> well, not anymore. He did die eventually. It's not much we can do about it now.
1: Yeah, but we could have.
0: We could have. MacArthur. Damn it. Douglas. Do better. That is the end of the series of serial killers that got away with it because they were rich and or noble.
1: So that was quite upsetting. I hope everyone else is upset, is as upset as I oh. am right now.
0: I also forgot to do it earlier, but I'm going to put in a content warning at the very beginning because, like, gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all gross. Mm-hmm. Really tragic.
0: So at the end of each episode, because usually it leaves my guests feeling not great. Yeah. <laughs> After the big story about incompetence on a grand scale, I like to tell a little story about competence in an absurd way.
1: Okay, I'm I'm still on the downhill side of this, so this better be good.
0: Do you want to like take your time for a second?
1: No. No, I'm ready. Let's no, you're ready this. for the,
0: you're ready for the for the fun little story about competence? <laughs> I am. We're going to talk about potoo. Mm-hmm. Also known as potatoes.
1: Oh, okay. I love potatoes.
0: <laughs> it's not about potatoes. Oh. It's about a horse. Oh. Named Potatoes. <laughs> or Potu. Where was Potu from? He was born in 1773 in England. He was a thoroughbred racehorse.
1: All right.
0: His owner initially wanted to name him Potato, but the stable boy <laughs> heard it as Pot 8. O's. oh so he became poe
1: oh boy <laughs> that's really impressive <laughs> I'm sorry uh. <laughs>
0: his owner who didn't exactly have a prize of a name his name was willoughby <laughs> birdie
1: I think I like Potu better. You don't
0: like Willoughby Birdie? You're not gonna name your kid Willoughby? I,
1: I I would like to meet a living person named Willoughby first.
0: Yeah. His last name was Birdie. <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> <laughs> he was the fourth Earl of Abingdon. Pot eight O's or Potu? <laughs> How do you prefer to pronounce it? Let's hear. That's really lean into it. Give me your best Po Two, <laughs> listeners. You can play along at home,
1: or you can probably just mute me because that would be the smarter way to go. <laughs>
0: no, hit me with Po Two again.
1: No, you got you got to do it for me. I'll mimic
0: you. See, I like to do it in the same intonation as like come through. So like Po Two, and Po Two <laughs> and potu takes it because Po Two won th- over thirty races. As that a thoroughbred racehorse. Yeah. He was super successful and made his owner a lot of money.
1: Good job, Po Two. Yeah.
0: Poe Eight O's <laughs> was an extremely successful thoroughbred racehorse. Not only that, after that, he became a really successful stud. He sired over eight different notable foals. Their names were po Nightshade.
1: Poe Eight One. Po well, eight
0: Two. <laughs> no. Their names were Nightshade, Tyrant, Champion, Waxy, Mandane, <laughs> Asparagus, Sister to Edwin, and Parasol. Um,
1: I'm rooting for Asparagus, to yeah. be honest.
0: Asparagus is a pretty good name for yeah. a horse.
1: I mean, if you're coming from a potato, they just go together.
0: <laughs> Not Parasol? Or Champion?
1: No, I think Champion's my least favorite. Not based on his character. You don't think
0: Tyrant goes well with potatoes? No. <laughs>
1: I just, asparagus, he seems like the kind of horse that I would want to ride Mm -hmm. if I ever wanted to ride a horse. Do you not? No. Why not? I've ridden a horse twice in my life. Really? One bit me and then tried to pee on me.
0: Interesting. Why did you try to do that, kinky horse?
1: (laughs) I was like seven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's illegal.
1: And then the second one, I was in Hawaii and it kept trying to bring me down a 200 foot cliff. Um, so many times that the little rider instructor person came up to me and was like, listen, if it doesn't, (laughs) if it does it again, I'm not kidding, you have to jump off because it will kill itself with you.
0: (sighs) I just like the idea of this instructor going like, look, (laughs) can you get off the horse, please?
1: Well.
0: I've never seen a horse this suicidal. Please stop.
1: (laughs) It was a feisty horse, and I will say, the two times that I've ridden camels, one got detached from the caravan and brought me down a sand dune, which I just think the uh, the animals don't like me, but I love camels. Yeah, oh they my can gosh. sense what's wrong. I don't know what was with the camel, though, but it was super cute. I love that camel. We became I friends. Think,
0: I don't think I've ever thought of it. I've, I've never seen a camel and gone like, yes, that is a cute thing. Oh,
1: I love camels. It was in Morocco that I got to go down a sand dune but in Oman one uh they're like
0: funny looking right they're
1: so cute they
0: look like the kind of guy that you see hanging out outside of a gas station
1: I've never really put them into anything other than camel terms the
0: same like it's they've got the same face he's like too skinny they just
1: like they got it you gotta smush its face and and, like weirdly angular it spits know. a lot. They do spit a lot. One, um, so do
0: guys outside gas stations. That's oh, my point.
1: In Oman, one um tried to eat my hair, I think, because it's the same color as their food. It's kind of got a nice hay straw tint to it.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> Someone likes your hair. It's
1: camel kisses. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I went with anyway. <laughs>
0: My name is Eric McAdams. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at audaciously yours. You can find my personal website, no You can find me on pastemagazine.com by searching Eric McAdams. He's
1: a roll fancy.
0: And you can also find my other podcast, Shmanime Podcast, on the Major Cast Network, although I don't really recommend it, it's not that good. <laughs> Say bye, Lillian. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty and stay magic.